Hey everybody, guess what you're listening to? Chicken radio. Bunk radio. Aww. Not chicken radio. It's just I don't even. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what a, a chicken podcast would even talk about on a regular basis. It would just, other be, than, it would just be chicken clucks for an hour. That would be terrible. <laughs> that reminds me of a, um, a Ron Swanson quote from Parks and Rec where he's like, listening to turkey calls on his computer and uh <laughs> leslie Nook comes in and she's like why are you listening to turkey calls he's like this isn't rap music what <laughs> it was just Jeez. him making fun of that he didn't know what rap music was i guess oh man oh uh, boy well how you how have you been doing this week kyle i'm pretty good um have just, you gone on any wild adventures a little bit i went to a costume store today to get an outfit for a fair event tomorrow that takes place in a certain time period that I will not mention. Why? Because it's nerdy as shit. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that was like an embarrassing A bit. I don't know. Thing. It'll, okay. be, it'll be fun. It's a fair taking place in, I guess, medieval times. Hmm. Um, I'm going to medieval times. No. God. Have you ever been to medieval times? I have not, but I've only heard that it's a complete shithole. It's a complete shithole. I went for uh, someone's birthday when I was a kid. I was like 11 or 12. The I guess watching it is fun, but the food is just pure shit. And they don't give you, like, utensils to eat with either, which is really annoying. But, yeah, it was it was okay. Then again, it was the one in, it, like, suburbs of Illinois, I guess. So probably wasn't their best venue. I've heard bad things about the one near Knott's Berry Farm, too. And the name of that city is escaping me at the moment. Uh, shit. You know what I'm talking about. Yep, I do. I just don't remember the name of the city. I think it starts with a P, but I don't remember. Well, while I'm looking that up, why don't you tell our listeners what we're talking about today? Uh, yeah, so today we are talking about songs that have to do with chicken. I don't know where we came up with this topic. I have no idea. It just came up like, yeah. about a month or two ago I think we were brainstorming. One of us just said it in jest, and then we were like, hmm, I wonder if that's actually like viable. Well, because then you said something about, well, I guess we'll talk about it later, later but the, the first song that we'll be talking about today, uh-huh. the Rufus Thomas song, is it Do the Funky Chicken? So that inspired me to do a little bit of research about chicken songs. Mm-hmm. Because chicken is something that we all know and love, and we yeah. eat it every single day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, no, honestly, when we were in college, we we ate a lot of chicken. Uh, <laughs> we, we, I guess the combination of constant chicken tenders at the uh, school cafeteria, as well as the chicken tenders at Grinders, as well as the chicken that we would eat when we went to Roscoe's, we ate, a, mean, lot of, we ate a lot of fried chicken. Well, did I mean, they have chicken at Grinders? I didn't know that. Yeah, they had chicken tenders because uh, Alex would have, would get them there. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I know. I just got their sandwiches, which were yeah, yeah, they good. were they were good too. They had like pastrami and stuff. Um, By the way, Knott's Berry Farm. It's yes. in Buena Park. Thank you. Dang it! I should have known that because that's where um, Portillo's is too. I think that's what I was thinking of with the P. Uh Portillo's is like a Chicago-style restaurant that they have one there for some reason. Hmm. Um, Do they have chicken there? I don't know. 
They're big. They're big for, uh, for their beef sandwiches because that's like a Chicago food. Beef sandwiches and hot dogs. Well, um, we're not having songs about beef today. We're having songs about hot dogs. That's that'd be a totally <laughs> different topic. But yeah, um, we figured since we eat a lot of chicken, we might as well sing about chicken. So I, I, I really, I was thinking, I was just a second ago when you were saying we used to eat a lot. I don't, I barely eat chicken anymore. That's really well. It's because you live in Portland. You probably eat nothing but like vegan shit. You damn hippie. That is not true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh, maybe every couple of weeks. I'll oh my god. Okay, chicken. I you started watching that show Portlandia, right? Yeah, I watched it. Do you remember the episode? It was like a little skit within the episode where they were at a restaurant and they were asking about the chicken, and they're like, "Oh, is it locally grown?" Uh, yeah. And then yeah. they like wanted a profile of the chicken, and they ended up going to the chicken farm, and they stayed there for like two years or something. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, I forgot about that. That's it was a yeah. good bit. Yeah, it was like a little skit within the show. I mean, that, that the show is basically just a series of skits. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, uh, when I when I said speaking of veganism and stuff, yes, um, I, I said a moment ago that everyone knows and loves chicken, mm-hmm. but I suppose that there are people listening who may not love chicken, there's, and we should acknowledge them as well. Yeah, there's fake there's fake chicken that tastes pretty close. I'm sad that you know that. I used a veggie girl. I used to eat there all the time. Oh. I will say to be fair. Every other episode we have is not about chicken, so just this one time we're going to uh, talk about chicken. Anger our vegan veg- vegetarian and vegan listeners. Which I'm sure we have so many. I don't yeah. know. We might. My coworker is vegan, so does your coworker listen? No. <laughs> well, I don't think so. That Venn diagram is falling apart very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> People who listen to funk radio. People who eat chicken. We should do a poll on our Facebook page. Do you eat chicken? Speaking of our Facebook page, I just want to mention this really quick. So I, a couple of days ago, I posted, I saw on uh, SoundCloud, we had 150 followers. I was like, hey, that's awesome. I'm going to post something about it on Facebook and tell people to follow if they don't already follow us. In the couple of days since that post, we've lost like six or seven followers on Aww. SoundCloud for no reason. Aww. And it just keeps declining. And SoundCloud I, doesn't want to be associated with Facebook, probably. Or they're just like, oops, I accidentally followed this. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a pretty good chance that if you're listening to this, it's not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, you know, that follow button, it's the same as the unfollow button, so it's easy to click it by accident. Yeah. Be sure to click follow accidentally and not unfollow. Um should we talk about the first song since we mentioned it like eight, seven minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should uh, we should get started. For sure. So yeah, Peter mentioned the first song in our list uh, that inspired this entire episode is called Do the Funky Chicken by Rufus Thomas. Um, I think we talked about Rufus Thomas before in the show. He's, um, he's a pretty notable artist with the Memphis Stax label in the 60s and 70s. Uh, he's also... He's a comedian i think for a time he was even a, a radio dj i think that's true i think i read something about that when i was researching yeah um and another f- famous song he has aside from this one is a song called walking the dog which is just weird as hell as well now, the, did the song isn't i wrote that we possibly talked about it in our innuendos episode that's right is that true that's, yes 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 because there oh. was a lot of sexual innuendos in that song i didn't know this but apparently um 
Carla Thomas, who is a famous singer herself and performed with Otis Redding on some songs like Tramp, is actually mm-hmm. Rufus Thomas's daughter. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought that was Fun pretty cool. And it, it kind of makes sense because, to some extent, they both performed on the Stax label around that same time frame, like late 60s, early 70s. It's kind of neat that they were both performing. I mean, that they were performing at the same time mm-hmm. in the same relatively uh same sort of uh that that uh that memphis soul sound mm-hmm. during that time that was pretty cool very cool and i never made the connection that they were related father Tom- and daughter i mean i've, I've heard both thomas of their- is a fairly common name yeah but i mean like i've i've heard of rufus thomas obviously and of carla thomas but they're both not names that really come up very much and so usually if i hear one i'm not thinking of it in context with other people now we have that connection yeah, that's 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 pretty true. Um, this song this song is weird because it always reminded me of I got I don't know what the name of the proper song is, but the chickens dance. You know, the, I think it's just do, the chicken do, dance. Do, 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 that stupid yeah, thing. Yeah, the chicken dance. Yeah, uh, is that it? I don't even know. I think so. Um, because in this song, he always says like, you know, you got to put your left arm up, you got to put your right arm up. You, you got to do the funky chicken. <laughs> I wonder if it was just like a total bastardization of that song. That's an inter- interesting point. I never thought about that. Could be. I mean, I, I wouldn't really call it a bastardization, though. Not bastardization, but like, oh, of course. But a, <laughs> a funk funkification. That's a word I just made up. Funkatize me, Captain. <laughs> no, I'm honestly just imagining like Bootsy Collins wearing a pirate hat, like throwing crunch berries at people. Bootsy Berries. Bootsy Berries, that's right. I would eat that cereal every day. I would eat the shit out of that. And they would probably be super psychedelic. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably have like LSD in them or something. <laughs> silly, silly Bootsy, drugs are for kids. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so how do, you, um, how do you feel about um, this song in general? I like Bootsy it. Chicken, facts aside. Um, yeah, I like it. It's silly, it's totally silly, but it's a good song. Yeah, that it is. it is kind of funny how he... It's one of those songs where they don't. He doesn't really take himself too seriously. Yeah, it. I mean, I think it would be hard too if you're being being the kind of comedian he was. Thing. I don't think he ever really took himself super seriously. A lot of his songs mm-hmm. are kind of silly. He's but uh, they were popular, and he's he's a good artist. So should be yeah. funkifies our listeners with a little clip of Funky Chicken. Let's let's put the chicken in their ear holes. <laughs> Eardrums first, or drumsticks first. Hat drum, ear drumsticks, ah, stupid. If you forgot the name of that, that was The Funky Chicken by Rufus Thomas, which came out in 1970, so yeah. quite a long time ago. Um, I found a cool little quote about this song uh, from Thomas and I will say that once I get the cat off the table he says quote I did it in the middle of doing another song and the words just started to come I didn't know how they just came out of the blue I just separated it you raise your left arm up and your right arm too when you're doing the funky chicken you use both arms you don't just use one it just happened I separated it Um, then I put a little rhythm in between it the same pattern that you heard on the dog I think he's referring to Locking the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is here on the Funky Chicken, but it is cut in half. That's how it came about. I always thought that those two songs sounded kind of similar. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I, apparently, it was improvised during one of his, or when I guess I think it was one or two of his live performances. You know, when they kind of extending their songs and kind of doing a bit of improv mm-hmm. singing or dancing in the middle. It, it's kind of funny how one of his more famous songs actually came out of that sort of thing, that sort of performance. Yeah, that is funny. A lot. I noticed a lot of songs by artists kind of end up evolving over time when they use them as like fillers in their sets and then they just turn into like real songs you know mm. that that's not too uncommon do you know of any on the top of your head no it's kind of interesting no <laughs> but well, I, you listeners can do the research uh well this is totally not within our wheelhouse but i know green day a lot of times in their sets they would they would bust into a rendition of always look on the bright side of life the life of brian song <laughs> and i think mm-hmm. that ended up on one of their albums yeah so, sort of random, I guess that works, but it, that was more of a cover, I guess. Yeah, than... I think that's uh, that kind of happens too, where a band will take inspiration from a certain song or a certain artist, and they'll often do like a cover mm-hmm. in a live performance, but not necessarily release it mm-hmm. exactly on an album. But then eventually they do, just because they can. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was um, that was do the funky chicken by Rufus Thomas. The next one we have up is by an artist I never heard of until now, but because uh, he's a bit older, I guess. Yeah, the next two songs are, um, we're turning back the wheels of time slightly um, into the 50s. Yeah. Because, shocker, there aren't a whole ton of chicken-related songs in that are contemporary. The, types of these, the types of genres that we usually talk about. True. Yeah, it's an extensive catalog of chicken. Yeah. True. Uh, so yeah, I guess with that in mind, the next song is Chicken Shack Boogie by Amos Milburn, which is like the most 50s name ever. Yeah, and this is from 1952. Um, yeah, I didn't really know, I don't really, I guess I still don't know a whole lot about Amos Milburn either, but I was doing a little bit of research on him and I guess he's kind of like a blues slash R&B, like R&B when it was actually rhythm and blues and not r&b as it became later um mm. back in the 50s he was a i guess he was pretty he's a pretty good pianist and he was a singer as well i guess he's a legend in houston you don't hear a lot of music coming from houston really i guess not at least, mostly at least austin. i don't mostly austin that i know of mm. anyway he's con- I, I guess he's considered to be one of the godfathers of rock and roll and boogie woogie i don't i don't necessarily know whether or not boogie woogie is considered a specific genre or style of music like i think when you say boogie woogie especially in the context of the 50s i think people pretty much know what you're talking about true but i i don't know i've never really heard that used as a term to describe a whole like style of music yeah me neither but apparently he's one of the godfathers of that cool it gives you listeners some extremely vague reference for who this person is yes exactly um what's funny is you mentioned here that the song uh this song chicken jack boogie is believed to be in reference to a chicken restaurant in la called miss ivy anderson's chicken shack which apparently was popular with people from texas who moved to california in the 40s and 50s now do we know if that restaurant is still there i did not look because if so i would totally go to that 
While I'm looking for that, why don't you listeners hear a little clip from Chicken Shack Boogie by Amos Milburn. Okay. Once again, that was called Chicken Shack Boogie by Amos Milburn from 1952. Uh, I was doing, I'm trying to do some very quick research on what was Ivy, Miss Ivy Anderson's Chicken Shack, which apparently inspired this song. Um, so Ivy Anderson was a an American jazz singer. She was a singer from the 20s into the 30s, it looks like, maybe even further. Um, she was part of Duke Ellington's band, looks like, which is pretty big. Yeah, he's kind of a big, famous guy. He's dead. Fun fact, listener. That, that I can be sure of. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Ivy Anderson is dead as well because she was born in 1905. Oh, dear. It says, uh, where did I find it? Although uns- although specific dates of events in Anderson's life were unknown, she opened Ivy's Chicken Shack in Los Angeles alongside Mark Neal, I guess her husband, after they had married, but they sold the business when they divorced. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I didn't find any evidence that it was still there in existence. So. I wouldn't imagine if they sold it. We have plenty of other chicken restaurants to talk about. I think you've talked about Canes. Canes once or twice on the show recently. Yeah, and I found out from Alex that it was actually big in Texas. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Texas toast. It was only a couple episodes ago. I have bad mm-hmm. memory. And I'm sure we've talked about Roscoe's a couple of times. I really miss Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Yeah, I know. I still need to go to the one that's in Anaheim. I've only been to the Long Beach and LA ones. My my worry with the Anaheim one is that it's just packed all the time. I know that's exactly because it's really close to Disneyland, and people who even from outside Anaheim are like, "Oh, I gotta try it because tourism." Yeah. One day we'll go. So, for sure. It's also harder for me because I'm not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess moving away from Chicken Shack Boogie, we're gonna move toward Chicken Thighs by Andre Williams. Um, this is a few years later, about five years later, in 1957. Um, this song is more in the 50s rock and roll slash rhythm and blues style. Um, mm-hmm. Relatively similar to the last one. Did you know anything about Andre Williams not before this? Yeah, neither did I. We're not very good at um, knowing things about people who we don't talk <laughs> about. Um, but apparently, I did a little bit of research on him. He started his recording career in Detroit in the 50s on the Fortune Records label. I was pretty impressed to read that he recorded in excess or at least was at least involved in co-recording or co-producing um, over 200 songs. That's very impressive. And some of the songs that he's known for are Bacon Fat, Pig Snoots, Jailbait, Past the Biscuits, Rib Tips, and The Greasy Chicken. And this all does not include chicken thighs. Wow. Apparently he really liked food. I think he was just really hungry all the time. <laughs> um, That's funny. Something I did read about this is that it's apparently laced with innuendos and listening to some of the lyrics as he's singing, um, I can kind of see that. I was, I, I did see, I didn't really write anything about this, but I figured we might end up talking about it. One article I was reading had some kind of thought connection between referring to women as chicks 
and then singing about chicken in a in such a way where you're like oh i love the thighs of those chickens when you really mean like chicks it's interesting to me that you know i i think i want at some point i wanted to address like why are there songs about chicken because that seems like a really weird thing to sing about but mm-hmm. i think a lot of the time it seemed there seems to be kind of that tongue-in-cheek theme with chicken where it's not really about chicken it's actually about making love or something very true but sometimes it is just about chicken as we've heard already in this episode and i think with this song too a bit but i guess there's a, maybe a double meaning i don't know a double entendre i mean let's face it making love and chicken are basically the two best things in the world anyway yes why not combine them people, into a song for some people are the same thing you listeners can think about that while you hear a clip of Chicken Thighs by Andre Williams. I'm a greedy man. <laughs> and I love my chicken thighs. Cook it. Cook it. Cook it. Cook it. So yeah, uh, that was Chicken Thighs by Andre Williams. Uh, I guess a fun fact is he's not actually dead. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we already said that people are dead, but they're not. I know, right? Uh, I guess in the 80s, he got tied into drugs and became homeless, but then cleaned himself up and started making music again in the late 90s, and has been releasing a pretty good stream of music again since then, and he's 80 years old now. Yeah. That means he must have been like, what, 16, 17, when, in 1957? Yeah, I was actually surprised that he was only, he's only 80 this year. Does he, does um, he not age? Considering that how long ago that song was, he must have been super young when Chicken Thighs and his other stuff came out. Let's see, 57 to, to now, that's 60, 60 years, so he must have been maybe 20. Yeah, that's impressive. And I know I know for a fact some of the songs I mentioned of his came out a number of, number of years before Chicken Thighs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was he got started pretty young. I can dig it. So, yeah, I, it's... It was interesting to me that he kind of, you know, had kind of like the high of fame and then fell to like the rock bottom of being broken, homeless, and then like cleaned himself up and came back. And now he's still releasing music today. Weren't we going to, I know this is probably a sad topic, but weren't we going to eventually do an episode on like artists that became homeless or like hit rock bottom? I don't know. I think we talked about some artists that were super into drugs, maybe. I don't know if it's similar. I know he did drugs. I was just thinking more like general, like, oh, I lost all my money. I don't think we ever discussed that, but that could be interesting. Maybe that was just an idea I had in my head that I forgot to mention. (laughs) Sorry. New episode idea. Yay. Yay. Next up, and I think the last in our list is one that I don't, I'm pretty darn positive we mentioned before. Um, Yeah. to, To some degree or another, I think we've mentioned this. Uh, yeah, is the song What You Think About Lickin' My Chicken by Bill Cosby, which was recorded in 1977 at the height of his popularity. Well, first height, I guess. He was popular, then he fell out of popularity, then he became popular again. Now he's a rapist. Uh, well, he was a rapist then. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. He was then, but now he's he's call, got being called out for it, which gives the song entirely new meaning. I guess it does, yeah. Yes, and yeah, uh, way. I I hope people aren't mad at us 
for for for, for, for mentioning a Bill Cosby song in light of the allegations, the allegations and everything. But I mean, obviously, we don't we aren't endorse. we don't endorse anything he does. I mean, that's freaking ridiculous to assume that. But uh, you know, it's it's just sad because sad for us, like a lot of people, he was. I would say an icon of sorts as far as music and comedy yeah. and just kind of helping shape the culture, the, the, the culture of the seventies and eighties for in his own way. And yet this allegation has kind of forced him into the, in the limelight for who he really was, not who people, you know, on the outside saw him as. And to be fair, I, I did hear years ago, like I was told as a kid, basically that Bill Cosby was an asshole in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and considering how famous it was at the time, it doesn't surprise me that much that he kind of took advantage of women yeah, in the way that he did. I'm not saying it's good, but it's just not. I don't really. I'm not really surprised by it. Yeah, um, people in people in power, you know, yeah. they let the power get the best of them, and the, the popularity make their heads too big, and then they just do horrible things because they think they can get away with it. Regardless, I mean, he did what he did. It's horrible. I'm sure, honestly, if we, we could probably do an episode on artists that did terrible things, you know, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was probably not the only artist we've talked about on this show that was terrible to women either. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, because unfortunately, you know, it was just accepted back then. It's good that it's not now. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, this is what you think about Licking My Chicken off his album. Disco Bill, which is one of his comedy albums, musical comedy albums, I guess, that he came out with in the 70s. Yeah, um, quick explanation for people don't, who don't know, because we had this like whole awakening in college yeah. when we realized that he had comedy a, a album, few different albums. musical albums in the 70s where he actually mm-hmm. sang. A, pretty much it was all covers of songs in the same like R&B, soul, funk genres. Mm-hmm. Um, but with his own humorous spin on them, changing the lyrics and everything. Also, the fact that he sang them in this horrible voice that was 100% Bill Cosby and like sounded awful. But yeah. he, I think he was doing that on purpose, which made it all the more entertaining. Ridiculous. This is one where actually it was an original song versus just a cover. A cover. Oh, so something I noticed with this is that the way he was kind of singing in like his vocal style in this song. I felt it was very similar to Andre Williams in the song we just listened to chicken thighs Mm -hmm. and chicken thighs. Wasn't something I'd heard until doing research for this episode. Whereas the Bill Cosby song I've known for years. So listening to them side by side, I actually saw, okay, maybe there's a bit of, uh, of influence going on here. Mm -hmm. As ridiculous as it may seem, you know, a, a comedy song about chicken, you know, two songs spread by about, 22 years or so or no 20 years but regardless i guess you listeners can hear a bit and uh decide for yourselves but i, I kind of found that there was there is some influence there I said, can you eat some? all right now because i'm gonna say i'm gonna bring you some chicken and when you get this chicken my baby be done cooked it that's right she she be done took all the feathers out and lyrically this this song basically just talks about chicken i don't think there's i mean i guess it's i guess it's innuendos too i was gonna say they're both they're both yeah. kind of innuendo-y and maybe that's where some of the inspiration comes from too 
Although it may only be the title or like the the refrain, what do you think about licking my chicken? Because beyond that, he just basically, Bill Cosby just basically sings about how you cook a chicken and all the different parts of the chicken that you can eat. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Funny. Fun fact about this song is that I think the only version of this that's on YouTube currently is the one that I uploaded like seven years ago. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of like comments on it and everything. People love it, apparently. That's really funny. And it's still there. It's an, it's, an old, it's an old account that I don't have access to anymore and I don't remember that login for it. So I, I can't like do anything with it, but <laughs> it's still there. And that's pretty awesome. People find dude. it funny. Yeah, I did write down a, a, na- a few names of other songs that I found during re- do- in doing research um, that were all instrumental songs, funny enough. Um, funny. We had The Funky Chicken Part 1 by Willie Henderson in 1970. We had Chicken Strut by The Meters, who I know we've talked about. We might have talked about Willie I'm Henderson sure. too, but I don't remember. I'm pretty sure half of The Meters' songs are just something strut. Yes, and they're pretty much all instrumental. That was also 1970, so it seems like that was the year of the chicken, maybe. Uh, I'm going to look at my Chinese calendar and see if that actually is true. <laughs> um, and then the third one I had written down was Back at the Chicken Shack by Jimmy Smith in 1963, which I was reading was actually kind of a response slash sequel song to Chicken Shack Boogie, which we talked about. Uh, so this year 1970 is the year of the dragon. Uh, dragon chicken. It all tastes the same. Dragon uh, chickens evolved from dinosaurs, which were basically like dragons. So, oh wait, I messed up. Holy shit, is this true? I think I I was looking at the wrong thing. Chinese calendar, January nineteen seventy, was the year of the rooster. That's <laughs> that's funny. basically a chicken. Oh man. Well, now we know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how how many different like is it cycles? 12. Like how many different animals are there? Twelve. Okay. Twelve. So it's every twelve years. So I wonder if you That's... step backwards to other chicken years if there are any others that match up. But I don't think we really need to page through the. Uh... Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, do the funky chicken by Rufus Thomas was also nineteen seventy. That's funny. So yeah. Anyway. What is uh? Let's close out the conversation by talking about our best chicken experiences. Uh, as far as eating, either with either with the animal or eating one. Okay. Uh, I guess with one. When I was in first grade, we um had a uh, project where we incubated chick or chicken eggs. <gasps> we did that too. And hatched hatched the baby chicks, and they were adorable and fuzzy. And then you ate them. And they hatched. Sadly, no. <laughs> uh, and. When some of them hatched, we like took pictures with them and stuff. And the one that I was holding peed in my hand. Oh, and then you ate it. <laughs> I just went, God damn it! Six years flying everywhere. <laughs> just feathers flying everywhere. No, I think because we lived in like rural farmland area, so I think they like sold them some, to some farmers or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, hmm. I guess. And then my best experience eating chicken. It's probably the first time I, I had Roscoe's. Just because yeah, it was like a whole event and experience, chicken. and we waited for a long time, but it was delicious. God, the wait times at Roscoe's are just horrendous. 
astronomical, yeah. Um, I think my long-term best chicken experience was just the combo number fives in college. <laughs> the chicken strips and the french fries. You you had to eat those at least once a week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, until they, the until they got rid of it. Came with them. What's that? See, it was all it was all about the sauce for me. That buttermilk ranch that they give you. Oh, and then we would the we would in. mix the ranch with the barbecue sauce. Yeah. Yeah. God. What did we call? What did we call? Magic sauce. Calling that? Yeah. Thank you. Because no we one's ever thought of that before. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, we just called it magic sauce, and it was like we thought it was like our own thing. God, that was like the best meal of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and cheap, very cheap. It was like five bucks. No, it was more than that, but it wasn't. It, it was. wasn't too bad. Oh, but it couldn't have been more than seven. I think it was around. I bought it. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that was delicious. Yeah, I think that's got to be my. Because Roscoe's is really good too, but I think like more long term experiences that was my best chicken memory. I don't know if I've really interacted with live chickens enough to actually have a story about it. You never like chased chickens around a chicken coop like Cool Hand Luke or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've. I, I know I've been around them, but I don't know if anything really happened. Not that I can think no. of, anyway. Yeah, think, uh, I think, so think I just specialize in eating it. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever raise chickens? No. Because <laughs> then you would like get too attached and not want to eat them. No, I would get too impatient and eat them too early. <laughs> Peter, they're not done yet. <laughs> they're like eating chicks. <laughs> I thought they were Cornish hens. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, boy. Well, I think this episode can be categorized under whatever the category of episodes that exist for no particular reason. Exist because we ran out of other ideas. Yeah. And we do love chicken, as you listeners know. Yes. So, yeah, uh, that was our saw episode on songs about chicken. If you guys know of any other chicken songs... Uh, let us know on our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash getyourfunk or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Basically, just something, something, get your funk. And if we reach 200 followers on SoundCloud by the end of May, Kyle will upload a video of himself doing chicken dance. I can do that. Do I have to do it in a chicken costume, though? No. Okay, good. I do have a uh, Los Pollos Hermanos t-shirt somewhere. I could do it in that. Nice. Oh, that's another chicken story I have. It's when I went to that restaurant. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the chicken. Well, there's not really much to say. It was basically a fast food restaurant. And they... See, in Breaking Bad, it was like all fried chicken and whatever. But that was... Mm -hmm. It was just like a regular fast food place that had a lot of other... They did have a good variety of stuff. But it was... It was... There was barely any chicken products on there. But I got a chicken sandwich, like a fried chicken sandwich, because it was chicken. Was it, was it good? Oh, yeah, it was delicious. Did it have rice in it? Not that I know of. Well, you'd be dead if it did, so. Well, then it did not. Uh, <laughs> Remember rice is the stuff he poisoned what's-her-face Yeah, with? yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was another delicious chicken experience. There you go. We should we should go on like a, a, a chicken road trip, just all 50 states. Find the best chicken place in every state and eat. God, that sounds fantastic. But right? after about two days of driving, I'd be so sick of it. 
I was going to say, after about three days of eating chicken, I'd probably become diabetic and die. <laughs> We've said a lot of terrible things on this episode, but we still hope you will follow us. Um, we really do not have any good reason for you to do that, but... Other than you just like our insane banter. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully we'll come up with something better next time. Sorry, guys. We failed you. <laughs> Every episode we make should begin and end with an apology. <laughs> that's probably that's probably true. So yeah, um, this has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. And we're going to go find some chicken now. <laughs> <laughs>